0: To another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things, Nice Things, the antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley. This week we have. My name is Paul Carmichael, and I've got
1: two big glasses of juice. Two big glasses of juice, eh? You must have. have mine. Well, no, no. You know what? For for 50 shows, I've sat here with a, with a big glass of juice of or pop or something, and a big cup of tea. And I always go cup of tea first, mm. and then I move on to the juice. But I'm I'm concerned about the weather. Mm. Suddenly, we are not in cup of tea weather, and I don't like it when that happens. Yes. Something is afoot.
0: Yes, I cooked a roast on Sunday, and it was like, oh, this is the last one for a few months now. It's too hot
1: for gravy. That's it, yeah. 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 Now then, here's the thing. We're recording this on on Friday. Yes. uh, And probably this will be going out on Sunday. And isn't this when when there's meant to be a massive heat wave starting? I believe so, yes, yes. I don't like the idea of that. I shall pack myself in ice. Well, I just, got, I just got a breaking news alert thing about it, which is I only have because um, when it comes up, it does a little bit of the BBC News music. It goes dum-dum-dum-dum-dum, and it makes me feel like I'm Like on Peter tele- Sissons. Like Peter Sissons, exactly like yeah, Peter Sissons. Sissons. Um, so that just came up, and it said, well, actually, we're talking about potentially 40 degrees. No. Across- Yes, forty degrees Monday and Tuesday across half of Britain, and the 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 way they phrased it was, as north as Manchester. Now we're that as north like as Manchester. Insult. You're as north it does, as Manchester. You does, <laughs> very Pat Phoenix. Yes, but, are are we as north as Manchester geographically? Actually, I
0: saw something on the internet the other day that said that. Uh, I can't remember now. It was something about... not real. It was something... Yeah. <laughs> it was something about the Orkneys were further south than London or something daft like that. I don't know what it was. You know how you get down them Twitter wormholes, don't you? The other day, I ended up looking at a lot of, um, like, flat earth things. Uh, <laughs> Did you? Oh, okay. Off we go. What yeah. do you now well believe? Have you I not seen fearless. any? No, no, no. I mean... <sighs> It's like Christopher Hitchens. There's a there's a great speech by Christopher Hitchens on the internet about free speech, mm. and he's because he's so bloody clever. He gives all these like Alexander Pope and examples of um, was it um, was it Johnson who wrote the first dictionary?
1: Samuel Johnson, yeah, yeah,
0: yes, yes, yeah. So so he wrote the first dictionary. He was giving all these idea uh, th- these uh, things about free speech and stuff like that. And the great example was um, when he wrote the first dictionary. And um, there were these nice ladies of the court who looked at his first dictionary and said, oh, well done on your achievement, and whoa we must congratulate you on not including any rude words in it. And he looks at them and said, my ladies, I congratulate you on having the ability to know where to look for them. Yeah. Um, and so he gives all these great examples of free speech and stuff like that and how it must be defended and how it, I'll put the link. I'll send you the link. It's brilliant. Yeah, anyway, yeah. it's brilliant in it. Oh, lovely. Um, And so um, he, he then goes on about what we, what, What he can state with conviction, he knows to be verifiably true. Right. Okay. So, when people start making statements like that, it's like, all right, okay, let me consider this. What can I say? Objectively, I know to be verifiably true. Can I say that the world is round? Yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, Because people said. All right. Okay. So, people said. So, by the way, I don't believe the earth is flat. Mm, okay i don't believe the earth is flat i find it <coughs> i find these things absolutely fascinating because i love to see how people really intelligent people put the case forward okay mm. because if you start to say that the earth is flat then that changes all well it changes everything absolutely everything is it a heliocentric um mindset is that yes. right okay. yes so uh that changes everything <coughs> um so they produce like you know every plane has got this map in it and it shows you this sort of map of a flat earth with like the Arctic or Antarctic all around the edge like a a white sort of like like in Game of Thrones you know the the white wall or whatever, oh yes, yes right around the edge and stuff like that and if you look at it, uh, if you look at latitude and longitude on it, they're kind of, they expand out. So they've obviously taken the globe and flattened it because if you look at the way the lines work on it, you can see it's still a globe but flat, if if this makes sense.
1: Yes, it does, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. So that was one piece of evidence. Um, there was a point to this, wasn't there? We were talking about Manchester being north. All right, and then somebody made this point about lot. Lottie. Oh Lottie, she was lovely. Uh, somebody made this point about longitude and latitude, whereby the Orkneys is actually further south than London a summit like that. But this wasn't some conspiracy theory sort of thing, this is an actual scientific fact. Now that is actual scientific
1: fact. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because what what, what I do find, you know, and I, I do enjoy when I'm when I'm in strong arm mode, you know, I yes. I feel I have to police the internet. <laughs> A lovely thing that I enjoy doing is saying, that's really interesting, can you send me the evidence? Yeah. And then they, oh, no, no, can't do that. Oh, well, could you just send me a link to something that you've read? No, 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 do your own. Re-. And they spend so long telling oh, you, no, yeah. I can't do that. You, say, okay. you could have just sent me a link. Now, it's those sort of people. <laughs> and I don't think that they would be asked in any way at all doing a deep dive like you, actually looking into these things. <laughs> I, I think they just read a meme, one meme on the internet, yeah. and they go, yep, that's now my core belief. But then again, I've had something of a similar thing with you know the idea of Paul McCartney being dead. I've read nothing really. Yeah. I've looked at Wikipedia, but I've read I've done nothing deeper than that. But it appeals to me that one. But oh. then again, that you know that's that's not as mental as the Earth being flat. Um, would well, be quite devastating for some people. Um,
0: the one to have a look at on that is Mike Stock of Stock Aitken and Waterman. Aiken and Waterman, fame. Waterman right? Yeah, he's he's um. I think I'm right in saying is that he's sort of part of this Paul is dead thing. Oh, okay. Mike, if you're listening and you're not, sorry, mate, <laughs> not that you are, but, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the Paul is dead thing. I know you find per- fascinating um, mm-hmm. and I find it fascinating, but I sort of bracket it in the same realm as this, earth is flat thing i think that humans because we are the apex predator and we're so bloody intelligent in the absence
1: of sort of intrigue we'll go looking for it and we I see think patterns so, yeah. oh yeah absolutely also, there's a lovely quote and i can't remember who said it now but you know your your ability to find menace in your own shadow mm. you know that lovely way of putting it um which, yeah, but then again, I suppose, well, are people that bored? I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? I think people expect life to be a very, very exciting thing all the time. But 90% of it is just faffing around, really. Well, may I refer
0: you to the fact that up until the end of the Ice Age, 11,500 years ago, we talked about this before, how the Ice Age ended and all the uh, mega fauna were wiped out. In Well, 50% of them were wiped out overnight, okay? That's something you could talk for three days on. Um yes. but up until eleven and a half thousand years ago, we were not the apex predator. By no means. So no. we inhabit a vehicle that was genetically engineered by nature or by aliens, if you want to believe that, um no. to constantly be quite vigilant and on high alert. And um eleven and a half thousand years ago, which is where human humans start to really flourish, isn't it? You know, you've got I mean, you've got Babylon or Sumer or whatever you want to call it. Uh, what's that, 5,500 BC or something? Where they say the civilization just
1: comes up out the mud, which it doesn't, but we no, don't know I mean, what came before it. No, no, we're, well, Mesopotamia. Are we talking? Yeah, that's right. That's right, right. We're off yeah. Gilgamesh land. Okay, so we, we yeah. head off there. But yeah. yeah. Where did that come from? How did that suddenly... Well, happen?
0: I I think that what you're talking about there is people who regrouped after a uh, civilization wiped out by
1: the Ice Age. Well, it's either going to be that or a flood, isn't it? I mean, every single myth. But every the flood is the Ice structure. Age. Yeah, but we've always got the big tsunami. There was a lovely thing I was watching about... Um, no, I wasn't. I was listening to it on Radio 4 this week. Um, a documentary uh, which they'd made down at, you know, the Wash, um, Norfolk Way. And they found evidence... Definite evidence of a tsunami, Hmm. but in the early 1500s. Okay. I mean, isn't that absolutely fascinating? Because you had no way of communicating across distance in those days. So a tsunami within, you know, recent, relatively recent history could come in and wipe out a whole village. Well, did you know that in Cornwall there was a tsunami in the 1950s? No.
0: And did you further know that it was caused by our own government causing weather modification? No. Ah, you see, this is where we, uh, and that's what I was going to ask you about with the heat wave and all the other business. Oh yeah, because this is another thing on the internet, isn't it? On Twitter, quite a lot weather modification and chemtrails and all these other things. Uh, yes. So, um, let me just get my facts straight. Uh, online fact checkers here, uh, listeners and viewers. Um, I think I'm right in saying it was Cornwall. Uh, tsunami, 1950s weather modification. Let's see what Mr. Google says. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, RAF Rainmakers caused 1952 flood. That's in the Guardian. Um, unearthed documents suggest experiment triggered torrent that killed 35 in Devon disaster. On August 15th 1952, one of the worst flash fo- floods ever to have occurred in Britain swept through the Devon village of Lynmouth. 35 people died as a torrent of 90 metres metric tons of water and thousands of tons of rock poured off saturated Exmoor and into the village uh, the disaster was officially termed the hand of god but new evidence from previously classified government files suggest that a team of international scientists working with the RAF was experimenting with artificial rainmaking in southern Britain in the same week and could possibly be implicated there you go and that's from one of your trusted
1: uh Newspapers the Guardian yeah, so thirty uh, five people I mean that's not really no'm no, no, not, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I want more people dead I'm just saying it's a bit oh, I'm simply 35. saying that
0: seventy years ago you're talking about uh, early fifteenth century a tsunami that we don't know about I was it sixteenth century you said um, uh, but, yeah, but and it's interesting uh, to uh, note that seventy years ago mm-hmm. um, whether the death toll i mean thirty five is still quite a lot of people to be caused by our government mucking about with weather.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. It's just 90 metric tons. What's that? Is it going to be about... I don't know some... if it's 90 metric. I'll read it. says. No, it's so, it's sorry, 90... swimming pool's worth. 90... Suddenly I'm reminded of the, the the mayor of London looking at the fire and going, a woman could piss it out. 90 metric. That doesn't sound... No, no, no. no.
0: Actually, I think 90M meant 90 million, didn't it? I read it out. I thought it meant 90 metric.
1: Well, that's going to be like lock frigging mess, isn't it? I, I, I no, I'll send no... you the article.
0: you have a read of it. Um, oh, no, I don't want to read it. But my no. point being... That mm. if seventy years ago the yes. government could piss around with the weather like that, mm. then who knows? I mean, well, yes. What are they capable of now? You know. So anyway, the heat
1: wave. Well, um, this is the thing, isn't it? Because the the chap who was talking from the from the Met Office before, um, he was saying that basically, you know, this is a, a pattern that we've seen over the last three years, and he said basically, this is your new normal. This is going to be your summer, where we suddenly get these extremes of heat, just rising and falling, and the rest of the time sort of a bit. Eh, well, what about 1976? Well, in 70- 1976, the Queen pulled down a nix.
0: She licked a bum and said, "You, mum, it's better than wheat a bix." You must remember that rhyme as a
1: child. Well, one, I was only one year old, and two, I suspect that's treason. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would probably become under that category. I'd like to disassociate myself from um, the rhyme. But yeah, yes. I
0: mean, it's just the summer. I mean, this is the thing now. They try and dress it up. and Have you, have you seen the comparison I, oh. of the weather maps from the 80s on BBC and now?
1: What, because they're doing them in red now? Yeah.
0: Well, you're all yeah. going to die.
1: No, they've just altered the graphics over time. You can see how it's happened. I read that sort of thing and I think I put my my BBC strong arm head on and I go, ooh, we just use a different palette because that's all it's going to be. That's literally all it's going to be. You
0: don't think that the media are complicit in spreading fear?
1: I think they may be on certain things. I think certain arms of the media exist to sell fear. I think others don't, but they get conflated within the same thing, normally because some Twats read a mime on Facebook and gone, I'm not paying for Gary Lineker. You know who you people are.
0: Anyway. Do you uh, enjoy paying for Gary Gary Lineker?
1: Well, no, but that's not the point, isn't it? It's a bit like, you know how, uh, as we've discussed before, when I'm in a cab and the man starts doing man talk and I have to sort of join in, especially if it's football. It's a bit like that. I don't want to join in with my two stock phrases of, well, you have to admit the boys got talent, or I think they've done the best as they can under the circumstances. I, I don't want that, but I fe- I have to pay for part- that as part of my taxi drive. Mm. Now, with the BBC, I don't want Gary Lineker there talking about footballing, but it's part of the package. Well, I think they could pay someone an
0: awful lot less to talk about the footballing, but that's... I'd do it. Another issue. Exactly. I- I'd love that. Strong I- Arms View, a little f- five minute section. Gary Lineker says, and now, now over to Strong Arm. Well, the boy's done good. Anyway, like Cyril so Fletcher know? in the armchair, I'll that's tell you exactly a story that. about bloke talk because um, that's something that we both sort of dip our toe into. We have to. Where we interface with the world
1: of men, when we have we've to, both um, had to this week, we've haven't? both we've had did. to you go this on, week, and yeah, so we'll talk yes. about
0: that. So uh, it's always best to brush up on the old bloke to English dictionary, so you know the key phrases to use, and also Absolutely. how to text.
1: Because yes. if
0: you text one of these and don't go OK M eight, if you sort of use commas and bre- like every comma puts a tenner on your bill right every bit of punctuation the man will put right that's a tenner for that comma oh he's used a capital letter there that's 25 so you know you've got to learn how to text in man speak but I remember once I went for a haircut with a mate he's a bastard Mark Mark Naylor lovely guy but he's a bastard as well so um we went for this haircut and uh he's like oh you go first so I sat in the chair and the guy had the radio on right whilst we were there and on the radio there was a bit of bowie playing you know there was uh oh you pretty things and then uh, a little bit of t-rex and stuff mm-hmm. like that so Naylor, as he sat off on the side watching me have a trim he's like that he's getting me talking about tony visconti and he's getting me talking about the early late 60s early 70s ladbrook grove scene and we we're having quite a great sort of uh cultural discussion about music as a result my haircut was terrible the man cutting it was just like that uh, he was angry that we were talking about things that he didn't like and that as soon as mark was up after me he sat down and started talking about football asshole
1: he got a nice trim uh, this is the this is the problem right i mean Right, we've both had blokes in this week. Mm. Sorry, men. We've both mm. had men in this week. And all I've done this week is it seems that I've had men in my house and then they've they've made noise, they've they've banged things. They could literally just close a door and just be smacking a, ha- a hammer against the wall for half an hour. Then they come out and they go, 70 quid, hand out every time. So like, right, okay, I'll pay you for that. Oh, I don't know what surgery. they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I have one bloke in, Malk. I uh, Malk who came in to fix a fan in the bathroom, right? Should have been straightforward. I don't know what he was doing. Well, don't let your fans into the bathroom. Shouldn't, shouldn't, should have. Right? No. Keep them caged. But he's there to fix the fan. And then I thought, well, fair enough. You do what you need to, Malk, and I'll do what I need to. Which in my case, at about quarter to ten in the morning. No, it's not allowed. Was listening to Chopin on the gramophone oh. and having kedgery for breakfast. Well, it's going to cost you money. Well, no, it did. I don't. Well, it might have cost me money. I don't because it was certainly like hand out seventy quid. But but before that, he walked through the living room and he went to the the, the thing you know the box, the main box, hmm. the the uh, the box, box with the switch. Yes, with the switches. And he just walked over, opened it, turned it off. Chopin stops dead. The needle jumps on the record. He starts walking back across the living room and he just looks at the record player, looks at me, and went. I turned that off. Brill. Uh, and I'm just sat there with my kedgeri going, that's okay. And I where, thought. Where it's... do you get
0: kedgeri from then? Or, or do you make it yourself? I make it myself. And what's kedgeri?
1: Fish and lentils or something? Well, basically, a little bits of cauliflower, a little bit of tomato, and a tiny bit of egg. Oh, it's lovely. I've so you're on see... your day bed,
0: resplendent. I well, see you I... in uh, knickerbockers, powdered wig.
1: Like all a that. macaroni, all yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in comes Malk, mm. turns Chopin off, and walks out. You're lucky he didn't cut your throat.
0: Do you think he might have wanted to? Well, I think he definitely wanted to. Oh. Well, of course. When do you think he last heard Chopin? He wouldn't know. It's just like oh, that gay music.
1: That's all he'll have heard. He didn't seem to like it. What was no, it? No, he, he would He walked in. He stuck his head into the into the doorway, and he went, "Huh, chill out, music." There you go. There you go. What did I say? I, was, I wasn't I was happy with that.
0: No, and he maybe, wasn't. He wasn't. But what then... you needed was Bananarama on the Alexa. He'd have been happy with that. Right. What? The right, Alexa? So you, you, first of all, you've got to have an Alexa. Okay. Have you not been around people's houses when they have no. them? Oh, no. I don't like going around people's houses. Right. An Alexa. Yes. It's like a an... I think it's made by Amazon. I'm not sure. It's like a
1: thing, and Those you say speakers to speakers "Play some Banana Rama," and they right. do. Okay. Yes. Why would Malk want to listen to Banana Rama? No, no, he'd want you to. What? Why would he want me to listen to Banana Rama? Because then he would have
0: some sort of context to judge you by. Well, why can't he judge me by Kedgeree and Chopin? Because he will judge you by Kedgeri and Chopin, but it'll be one of violent intent. For example, when I take my car to the garage, right, interfacing with men, Mm. I make sure that I knock the radio off Classic FM and I put it on Talksport, so that when they get into the car and start the engine up, it's just like football chit-chat, and then they're like, all right then, we'll keep this bill a bit lower.
1: So if I was to leave a car there and it was tuned into uh, presumably Radio Four and The Archers was on, yeah, would they charge
0: me more because of that? Oh why? Well, this if is you, a class war. If they turned the car on and Vorjak's Slavonic Dance Number Nine came on or something like that, yeah, that's hundred quid insta on your bill. You've got to understand. You've got to understand if one is to interface with chaps that you need to speak their language first of
1: all okay m8 is an acceptable text message right okay uh, about two minutes after you said that i realized you weren't talking about the m8 motorway i have to be honest no not so, at all right okay m8. the m8
0: motorway which was uh, we were part of the protest against that in london
1: where wow. do i have to give him a thumbs up when i say m8 emoji no
0: no no
1: no, no. don't go there gif no, no, none of that, just no.
0: O-K-M-8. No capitals, or all capitals, you've got to pick one. Uh, I, no. Well, then you'll continue to... Buy. That would have been 40 quid the other day had it not been for the Kedgeri in Chopin. Oh, God. It's up to you. It's up to you. There is a tax. We, well, we've discussed my solution before about trench warfare. Again. We have indeed. And as, Again. I, mean, as I mentioned protest there... Um, yeah. You know, we stray into the realm of what uh, uh, what would Strongarm do? So, I mean, uh, would the army be set on them? Striking workers, for example. <laughs> What's the bar? What's right, the bar?
1: Well, you see, your bar think- is Strongarm. Oh, okay, right. Well, you see, I was thinking about this before, right, because on a, on a little work WhatsApp group thing that we've got, somebody's mentioning that there might be strikes coming up, and straight away that, that puts my back up because... I was I was taught, you know, you do go on strike, but it's a last resort, and in the meantime, you go, "Am I getting a fair day's wa- wage for a fa- for a fair day's work?" And I go, "Yeah, all right, that was how." Have I you was have you up. ever
0: been in a union? Well, I am in <laughs> a union. That's the trouble. I you know mean, all... have you never have you never sort of conversed? That that doesn't sound like uh, union patter to me. Does it not? Oh no.
1: I thought that's what the unions were for, so
0: we just had Furnace. Originally, unions were for that, I'll grant you. You know, if we're talking James Bolham in 1918, sorry, 1919 in When the Boat Comes In. Happy to talk that, yeah. James Mitchell wrote that based upon his father's experience um, in a foundry, I think it was. And the formation of the unions. And then he goes all the way through the 20s to the disappointment of the uh, first McDonald uh, government and stuff like that. Which Mm. if you know anything about the Zinoviev letter and all that business, you know, you sort of, you know what I'm talking about. So um, Fabian socialists and stuff like that. Um, However, unions these days, uh, with the notable exception of that uh, smashing bloke the other week who was on the telly. Is he a railway bloke? The RMT. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he seems cool. Uh, Very reminiscent of Bob Crow. Uh, But unions these days are are more or less in the business of, um, I mean, the top people in there. They make a lot of money. I don't Mm. think many of them have done a decent day's work in their life. Well, they like calling me
1: Comrade. They like calling you comrade, yes. And that infuriates me huh? so much. That angers me. But when we were talking about this before, and of course I said, well, we need, you know, we need to know the spirit of 1926, General Strike. Yes. I, I, and, then, and then I thought, hang on a minute, it didn't work, did it? Because well, I because pointed you, it out to you. You did, actually, yeah. I mean, because you think of the General Strike, nine days.
0: you There's a lovely little section in one of the Steptone Sons, Mm. Um, Where he's on about, uh, and um, the old guy tells him about batteries. He needs some batteries for something. I'll call the number what, but he needs batteries. And the old man says, I'll bake them in the oven. You get a bit more life out of them then. Right. And he says that, I did that during the strike in 26, made a load of money and all this stuff. And Harold then, there's lovely moments in uh, Galton and Simpson's scripts where they insert Mm. this kind of polemic, don't they? Mm. And he says about how uh, if um, his dad and other people, if we'd all stuck together during the general strike of 26, we could have changed something. Mm. So that to me sounds like a kind of anecdotal account whereby the strike probably didn't work because its its foundations were shaky and people
1: are people and but didn't adhere to it. Well, that's it. I mean, it was... And I wrote something down here, too. Uh, uh I? Wrote, um, pornographer uh, glasses. There we are. Get the lithographs out, Sylvia. Um, so, anyway, uh. no, it... <laughs> It led to the Trades, Disputes and Trades Union Act of 1927 that banned sympathy strikes, general strikes and mass picketing. So it was a massive failure. Yeah. So suddenly, all my respect for the general strikes gone, turned the soldiers when on When was
0: the Macdonald government? Wasn't that 26? I was 27. That Wasn't it? Can't think. When was the Zinoviev? I'm going to have another little Google. We've already had a RAF weather modification. Yeah. Um, Well, we're a very factual show this week. It is indeed. The Zinoviev letter. Yeah. uh, Was, oh, 24. All right. So Uh, it brought down McDonald's government. I know that. And it was a, a thingy, wasn't it? It was a forgery as well, the Zinoviev letter. It's like something out of a Conan Doyle book. Um, near the end of the short election campaign, there appeared in the Daily Mail newspaper the text of a letter purporting to have originated from Grigory Zinoviev, head of the executive committee of the Communist International, the Comintern. So the Daily Mail, uh, published mm-hmm. a forgery to bring down the first Labour government. Um, and then the Conservatives won. Uh, Nothing's probably, changed, really, has it? No, 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 dear. No, so Baldwin was Prime Minister during the general strike, I think. That sounds about tools. right, doesn't it? Yes, yes, I think so. General anyway, strike
1: 19- didn't work. 26. So, uh, so, so in answer to your question, I don't know. I do, I, I think with, you know, because obviously everything's a bit bollocksed at the moment financially, I do think that, you know, a general strike will be a good thing, but nine days won't do it, and frankly... I like buying nice things and strikes mean that I probably couldn't. Well, I mean, it's like the thing in it Holland at the me. minute with the Dutch
0: farmers, isn't it? They're sort of blockading roads and they're spraying government buildings with uh,
1: manure. I approve. I thoroughly approve of that. I approve. Now, that's the sort of protest I can get behind. Wouldn't happen here, though. No, it wouldn't. That's the trouble. We'd just moan, wouldn't we? We're just going to complain. We're going to have a good old moan and then nothing will change. We will vote for dickheads.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: dickheads for decades. Yes. Anyway,
0: enough of this invective. We are the antidote to modern living, and uh, we're complaining about something that happened 94 years, 96, ages ago. Long time ago, long time ago. 94 years ago. It's the same age as my piano, actually, 1926. There we go. There was there was no general strike in Germany. They were beavering away in the Beckstein factory. Well, they absolutely were, and look where that led
1: us to. But yes. anyway, we digress. So, no, absolutely.
0: Nice things this week. There we go, my friend. Uh, yes. Let me try and do this. I'm trying to be. Uh, what was his name with the curly uh, on the telly? Fred um, Dibner. No. no um. Fred, no ha- ha- Fred Harris.
1: Harris. 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 I'm trying to do nearly... Fred Harris here. I was trying to think of the surname of Fred the Weatherman, and I thought it's not that. Anyway, go on. No, it's definitely not him. Not him. Um,
0: so, yeah, I'm doing a Fred Harris here. I'm pointing at my nice thing of the week. Nice thing of the week, uh, uh-huh. which is a beautiful cello that was given to me by my friend Steph the other day. That is um beautiful. It's lovely to have, and... Um, it's great because I'm working on some music at the minute, which is the joy of us being off. We're going to, I suppose, uh, it'd be nice for us to talk about the joy of being off and, uh, oh, and yes. the actual benefit of being a teacher. And uh, yeah. yes, uh, this is where people get very angry. Um, and so this week doing music. So I've had John Lewis around putting cello on some tracks I'm doing. It's rather nice. Now that had the man round doing my work. Had he known that we were planning to record with a cello this week, he'd have probably just come back in a bulldozer and demolished the house.
1: I suspect he would. Yes. Is this so, the same man who took two and a half years to paint your kitchen or something? Or is it a different man? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but um, it wasn't
0: <laughs> quite that long. But, um, no, no.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, what's your nice thing of the week? Did well, you get the hornet's oh. nest? Right. So.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Does it just say "fuck off" from Tom <laughs> yeah, in
1: the should. signature?
0: It's very oh, heavy. Let's have there a look are. at that. That is nice.
1: Right. So this is a ten
0: LP box set.
1: Yeah. And it's bloody heavy. Hang on. If I just open. Ten it up LPs
0: here. will be at the 180
1: gram. They are 180 grams. 1800 grams of wax. It's an awful lot, dear. And inside, indeed, it does have an individually signed picture by Tom Baker. Fuck off from Tom. <laughs> yeah, from Tom. Doctor um, Who. Yeah. So, what does I mean, he that's say? Nice. What does it what? say? For it the, says Tom Baker, a... Doctor Who IV. Is that it? That's it. So, you don't get an
0: individually signed thing. Dear Paul. No. Oh, how
1: much was this Ooh, again? There. One hundred and thirty-three pounds. Hundred and thirty-three. Yes. Yes. So, however, that does lead me to a to, a, to an interesting thing as well. It's not yeah. the only thing that I got. Um, I also had a little a little explore on Discogs, and I found this. This is the LP of At Last the nineteen forty-eight show. Oh, lovely! Now then, this is this is proper lovely stuff. God, um, Feldman was brilliant, wasn't he? Even Feldman's, in that photograph. Oh, absolutely superb but that all of them on there i mean it's just it's wonderful stuff but what got me is this this was this record dates from let me just check here uh 68? 1967 okay released okay 67. very very quick off the mark with that weren't they they were this is series one stuff and it's beautiful quality Absolutely beautiful, near-mint quality, which is a great thing. And then we come to to the old hornet's nest, yeah. which is a bit crackly. And I think that at the moment there's this very unfortunate thing, and it's nothing like I could send it back because that particular one's faulty. I think it's to do with how records are being pressed at the moment, because obviously there's been a resurgence in vinyl, but all the pressing plants that previously had operated had closed over the decades. So suddenly pressing plants are springing up everywhere, hmm. but they're, they're mass-producing records and certain pressing plants I don't think have got the highest quality control. Have you and given you it
0: a go-over with the anti-stat
1: brush? Oh yeah, it's not that. Okay, It's everything released by this particular record label. Every single one of these box sets, they all have this staticky problem. Name and shame. Um, Who is it? It's a shame. It's Demon Records. Um, okay, they that's familiar. It seems to release familiar. all the BBC stuff. Um, but you've always got these little crackly moments is it on the master that they that they actually the ran master it this uh, is the master again must be that's what it is yes. so yeah bit of a gripe but on the other hand you know it's it's a nice thing to have and I will listen to it despite what I said last week but I think it's a winter listen I've decided oh yeah
0: yeah is it? Is does Tom do angry Tom or is he benevolent well, I mean,
1: this this is a bit old. This recording this that's is about I mean. fifteen, yeah, fifteen years old. So I think we will get moments of anger. Maybe not the heightened anger that we'd want, but we'll get anger. right? Whereas we'll get we get. I love him in the Pirate Planet. What's it for? And mm.
0: he, he he catches himself, doesn't he? He yeah. spits the word out, and his eyes are bulging and bulging. Yeah, oh, uh, I love it. That
1: What's it for? Yeah, is it Bruce Superb. Purchase? He's as the captain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, they are both going for it. They're just trying to outact.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That's lovely. I love it when you get actors like that when they're off the leash in a studio and it's five to ten, and then suddenly it's like, right, let's have fun, and they start going for each other. Oh, it's lovely stuff. Paul Darrow is a brilliant one to have watched for anything like that, where he basically goes in, and he just decides, I'm just going to outact everyone. Not by being better, but by doing more—so yeah. much more than he has to—and just eats the scenery and off he goes. I love him for that. I think I'll play this as Richard III. Why? Why would you choose to play anything as Richard III? Why because not? it's Paul Darrow, man, yeah. genius.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love all that. It's um, mm. it's like this week. So I've been um putting together this little crowdfunder for Mister Peter Kinley, mm. um, the retired thespian. Um, and it's sort of, it's, it's strange, isn't it, as well, because you realise with actors generally, um, even when they were as, as successful as he was, you know, when they get to be pensioners, they've generally not got any money, you know. No. Uh, that tends to be the real. But looking through his work, so I looked through Blooming Youth, which is the Les Blur thing, uh, mm. play for today, series three, episode six, I think. Um, and, and the fact that he told me that Les Blur had them improvise on camera, <laughs> it's just bizarre um and then he's in uh the daughters of Albion, a willie russell thing um and scum as well and it's sort of like when you're looking at these things you're like jesus this I, that's a career you, and amongst other things like coronation street and oh. zed cars and that's a career i wouldn't have minded having no absolutely
1: oh, it just God's shows
0: yeah. you how you know for the sort of not that he was a bit part player at all he's he's sort of a featured artist he's mm. you know um but well, there
1: ain't all that much money in it, is there? Well, there's not. Uh, this is a, a key thing that I, again, when I'm strong-arming online, yes. I do find myself making this case quite often when people say, why have we got to pay for this stuff? We've already paid for it. I think, well, because actors need to survive. Do they get it, the money on archive releases? Is, is it yeah, worth they, having? Well, mm, it depends on the contract they sign. Now, if it's BBC work, the contracts yeah. are really good and they get... They, I mean, for a first repeat, they pretty much get a 100% payment again, a performance payment. Uh, then it decreases. It depends which territory it's being shown in and things like that. But it's always worth having. And it's not like Jacqueline Hill's estate gets 10% of the £100 that she earned for the episode. That £100 is then measured against inflation. Okay. So they do get a certain amount. But as actors, of course, as you know, you get to a point where often you're knackered. Because so much of it, because we don't have that industry for television drama anymore, so much of it is shouting in the evening in theatre. So, I think you get to a point probably when you're seventy, 70, 71, 72, where you think well, I don't want to be in theatre every single night. I can imagine yeah. that happening, and yeah. I think that's when, you've, yeah, that's when it's worth it. ITV contracts, on the other hand, not really. Yeah, I'm trying having. to wrap. A big discussion um, on Facebook recently where um, one of the stars of Crossroads, I won't say who, um, had done a news report with the uh, Birmingham, uh, Birmingham Evening Mail talking about repeat fees they were getting because they were showing some old Crossroads on one of the yeah. cable stations. And he talked about the repeat the repeat fees as not worth having. So I think it worked out that if he was in all five of that week's episodes, he'd get six quid. Wow. And that's it. That, that actually sounds... I'm sure that I read somewhere
0: somebody's saying that i can't think who it was it was one of these it was a 70s sitcom and they were showing them all on itv3 or something like that and they've mm. got like 50 pence for six
1: months of it or something like that yeah it's ridiculous and sometimes literally nothing you know you will find that there's plenty of plenty of programs especially for itv where for example the archive has been bought by someone so an example would be talking pictures tv um yeah. Almost the entire Southern Archive. A right. few little bits and pieces they don't. Um, but because they own the archive outright, they aren't duty-bound to pay repeat fees. Right. So it it's an incredibly complex thing. I think if you did BBC work, then when that's shown, you're going to be all right. You'll get a nice check. If it was ITV, mm, less right. so. They were canny on the business side at ITV. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I know that
0: Pivotal in all of this is the Monk House verdict, isn't it? That sort of... um, That, first of all, enabled us at home to keep archives of TV shows. Mm. Um, But secondly, I think it had some repercussions on old material. Because uh, that's why they used to wipe tapes, isn't it? Because to repeat a show was as expensive as making a new one.
1: Well, I mean, the way it used to be, certainly until comparably recently, is you made a show and it could only be shown again once, and it had to be within 12 months. Mm. And if the schedules are full, I mean, the obvious one with missing episodes is always Doctor Who, isn't it? Which still has 98 missing episodes. That used to be on 40 weeks of the year. You've got no time to repeat it. So, after a year, one year's time, it's like, well, basically, we can't repeat this again without negotiation. We can sell it, We can keep selling, sending films abroad whilst they've got commercial value. But that's all that we can do, really. Um, But yes, so certainly it was that. But also with ITV, it was reuse of tapes. But that depended on your region. Mm. So that's why every single episode of Coronation Street, apart from the unbroadcast pilot run and one episode from 1973, everything else exists. Whereas, out of the first 2,000 episodes of Crossroads, you've got about 90 that exist. Because ATV wiped the tapes, whereas Granada could see the value in keeping also,
0: them. Also, though, as well, I mean, what, in the sort of pre-domestic VHS world,
1: what value would they have had? Overseas sales. That would but have been it. Was Crossroads popular overseas? It, it showed overseas. I think New Zealand and Australia both took it. Right. It's Because it's that fascinating thing, you see, because Crossroads is, of course, terribly British. But um, Reg Watson, who basically invented it, um, he, the producer, the original producer, he was Australian. Right. And I think we've mentioned him before. He comes over to work at ATV. He runs Crossroads for, I think, I think it was something like 10, no, eight years. And then he goes back over to Australia. And in the end, he sets up Neighbours which is coming to an end in two weeks, so, you know, he's a hell of a legacy. So, yeah, Crossroads sold out there. And you do get, occasionally, black-and-white film recordings of mid-'70s episodes that turn up. But a load of those got lost in the early 90s. They do a good reg, don't they, Australians? Wasn't Reg Grundy? Reg Grundy Productions. Another Reg. You don't get many Regs nowadays, do you? You don't know. I remember there was a I think the man next the man who lived next door to me when I was a child, Mr. Silver, he was Reg Silver. Reg Chadwick,
0: opposite us. He used yeah. to go everywhere on his bicycle, he used to disappear every day on his bicycle, and then when his wife died they realised he was off to see another woman every day. Oh <laughs> and he moved her in? Fair play. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair play lot. to Reg Chadwick. We used to climb over his back fence and nick his gooseberries. Did he mind this? Oh, I'm sure he did, yeah. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to come over and uh, complain, you know, with vigour to my mm. mother, uh, who was in a haze of Ativan and couldn't give a shit. Um, but I remember us all sort of nicking them, and because we'd nick these fruits and, like, we were like, oh, we got sweeties, free things, we'd all be eating them, and they're like...
1: Because uh, the bloody gooseberries, and they're horrible. Yeah, they are. They're vile things, aren't they? My grandmother go- used to put... Those on his allotment. He had a little allotment, which Mm. uh, he was very proud of. Um, And he used to uh, have gooseberries on there. I could never understand why, because they were the most disgusting things ever. He used to make jam. Yeah, I think that that when you mix them with sugar, they're very nice. Like rhubarb as well, isn't it? Absolutely. But then just maybe just use a fruit that's already sort of naturally sweet rather than one that feels like it's going to burn your stomach lining
0: out. I used to grow raspberries, autumn raspberries, and made jam with them. Wow. But I mean, it was like 50 gram of raspberries and 50 50, 50 gram of sugar. Did you never go nicking apples when you were a kid and things like that?
1: Um, No, but we uh, actually we had an apple tree which had been, I mean, it was planted before the war or at the time of the war or something. Of course, we had an apple old. tree. I
0: bet <laughs> that you look back at that apple tree and consider your life in the shadow of it across the, the peppermint lawn, the chamomile lawn,
1: rather. Well, I'll tell you something. Go one on of then. the first things I did um, was uh, when I was about, I think I was about 12, one of the first sort of independent moments I had was they were uh, demolishing the steeple of the church near us. Um and oh, you had a steeple. Oh, there was a steeple, yes, but it was very old and rickety and it had to come down. Um, and I spoke to the workmen and I asked, could you get me one of the gargoyles, please? Um, yes. And there were four gargoyles up there. And they did try, God love them. They tried with three of them and three of them fell and smashed. So on the last one, they actually winched down a gargoyle. As they should have with the others as they should have with the others, and it was brought uh, brought to the house, and then it was stuck, this yeah. bloody dragon figure. Oh, um, man, I'd still have that if I were you. Well, I would have done, but my dad hated it, and so when I left home, the gargoyle didn't last long, I'm afraid. We're back Gorgeous. to men here. We're back to yes. men here. It's like, you know,
0: oh, I all mean, right, we threw three of them at the ground from 50 foot up, and they didn't survive. I mean, <laughs> God knows what went on there. Yeah. You know, it's just like... And, and that was the same when I was... Um, Because I've put fireplaces back in this house, so originally Mm. they were bricked up and they had gas fires stuck on them. You know those granny gas fires that everyone used to have. And when they cleared it back before they sort of took the wall out to put the fire in, there were Victorian inlaid tiles in the floor because it's a Victorian house, right? Mm. And I said to him, I was like, "Oh, can you save them?" And so what did he do? He tried to chisel them out before removing the wall, and they all broke. Oh, they all broke them. No shit. Why don't you knock the wall out and then they would have lifted without the weight of the con—you know—the bricks and the cement
1: on them. This sort of thing reminds me of when ISIS blew up the Benyam Buddhas. It is. It's exactly, it's exactly like that. exactly the same thing, yes, yes, exactly you see. It's exactly the same Men have thing. no... Uh, they don't see the utility in preserving the past because they get There's no paid. point, is it? And that's the trouble, isn't it? Because it's got to have some sort of, like, worth. And there's mm. no worth in art. There's what no do you want them worth for? in it. Exactly. Do you want them you want for... Can I shit on them? No, gone then. No, what do you want them for? Smash
0: them up. Exactly. Didn't think anyone would want them. (sighs) Oh, you should have said. I did say. Oh, you know they don't care. It's it's sort of like whatever's in their path, they smash.
1: Yes. Mm. And then they want money. They, and then the hand comes out, they like, owe oh, 70 quid. Why? Well, I just broke your wall. That was something, actually, thinking about it. Yes. Because I had an idea to have, um, you know, a socket in the bathroom. Oh. And I got told no. Malk said no. You're not allowed a live socket in the bathroom. You are, but it has to be one of them that has a silly foreign plug in
0: it, don't they? You know, for don't shavers want... and stuff like that.
1: No, I just wanted one for the for the little radio. No, you can't have that. That's against the law. Right, so well, this is what he said, and I was naturally outraged. So yeah. I said, right, well, could you put a socket on the wall on the other side? Ah, well, and you then I told can... him then what you were going to do, though. Ah, uh, yeah, but you see, I said, can you put a, a, a plug socket there, and then I can just trail the, the, the wire under the door, and I can listen to the arches in the bath. I did say I can listen to the arches in the bath. Then this, that's and that. Shit. That's because, that. Because no. what he did was he fixed a socket to it, and then he pointed below the socket... And there's a hole in the wall. And he went, I've put a hole in your wall. And I went, right. And he went, I was going to go in there, but there was a piece of wood. So I had to go further up. Went, right, so what did we do about the hole? And he went, ah, fill it in. And that was it. Yeah. That's another £70.
0: Pounds. That's another £70 to come around with the polyfiller and do some psychotic mum sanding. But You'll find I him at three think... in the morning doing it. I'm just a bit baffled as to
1: why. Isn't there a way that he can check to see what's in the wall. Oh, like, why?
0: But not like when you're this... listening to Chopin in your sort of macaroni outfit on the daybed. Fuck off. You've squandered this the goodwill. As this is entirely cons- because
1: I said that my plan was to lie in the bath listening to the archers and you he said had the to facilitate arches. me. Had you said
0: the match? Which match? Any. Oh, so I can lie, so I can listen to the match when I'm in the bath. Oh, why didn't you say? Bump that have been a socket done, sorted. You've
1: got to learn Right, okay, let's try role playing this and see if it works. You be All hit. right. All right, okay. I'm Malk. <laughs> yes. So, um, Malcolm, I wonder would you mind um just a, a little socket so I can put a radio into the bathroom. Is that possible? What do you want to listen to? Um, I want to listen to the match whilst I'm in the bath. No problem. See, I don't think that was my most convincing performance ever. No, well, but, but if you like said that? the
0: match if you'd said the match. Now, if there were
1: subordinate questions. Like what? Like, who do you support? Oh, no. I, I learned a name this week. Um, I was talking to someone else about this. Um, and she said, you should know a name. And- yes. Kenny Dalish? Uh, hmm? I recognise that he had a perm. No. Oh. Who had the perm? Kevin Keegan had a perm.
0: Yeah, Kevin Keegan, no, no, no. He he left. He went to, uh, I think he went to Nottingham Forest in 1976. So we so can't like him
1: anymore. He, right, okay. Malk potentially wasn't born then. Okay. Egyptian chap. There's an Egyptian chap. Yes, Mo Salah. Mo Salah, that was the name I was told to remember. Apparently yes. he's he's very well my friend referred to him as like the king of Egypt uh, because of the way he does it and I spent ages thinking about Tutankhamen and then I realised no it's nothing to do with Egyptology no
0: no no no. he's a a latter day king of Egypt he's a very good footballer so
1: so Mm. so uh,
0: yeah I don't know you see I think that if you mention more Sally you could be entering
1: into a realm then which is way beyond your control No, no 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 because here we go Um. go on you can say what you want about Mo Salah, but the boy's got talent. No, that that's, sort of, that, that's something that's in a bloody, um, you know, in a H.E. Bates novel, the boy's got talent. I like that idea, though. It could be, the, you know, in Kent with the, you know, the hop buildings. All you need to say is something like, he's the shit. Don't they say that these days? Or is that I'm just not American that. teenagers? I'm not saying anything like that. That's like when people say that I should start calling people queer, and apparently that's... I can't do that either. I'm not saying somebody's shit when it means... Mark calls you that right now. Well, he probably does, but it's like when the students, you know... I mean, when they tell you that you're sick, and that's meant to be Oh, I don't like that one. I do not like that one. Oh, it's sick, One of them told me earlier this year, they said, you're sick like the beast. And I've got issues with the beast because of the Christian upbringing. So I didn't like the idea of being sick like the beast.
0: No. Didn't I think more salad is a good starting point, but I do fear what will come next. Nothing? No, from him. Oh, God. Well, what, what's it likely to be? I don't know. It certainly wouldn't involve Hazel Adur. I could tell you that. But I can talk about Hazel Adur. Just pay the tax. I, I find it's just quicker. Just pay the tax. You don't like how I am, who I am and how I live. All right, well, just charge me more. Fuck off then. Okay, so
1: if I yeah. if I don't do any of this nonsense, he'll just sort of I charge him. Puts all. the tax on. He'll just charge him more. Oh God, it's not worth the effort. I would prefer it was seventy quid than forty, and I didn't have to say that. Stand there and say, "Most salary is sick." Exactly. Like the bitch. Just pay the tax. But, just pay uh, the okay. tax. Just. Pay well, the, I'm That's what with I that. do. That's what I do. I I I pay lip
0: service to it. Like I say, I'll tune the car radio to talk radio when I drop a car in. Um, but as for sort of spending the evening with the. Uh, what was it called? The Topical Times Football Book. Uh, and learning... Do they still make that? I don't know. They used to make it when I was a kid. Um, you know, I sort of... Yeah, I used to be... To be honest with you, before lockdown, I was into footy. But you know when they started showing it? <clears throat> well, you don't. But they started having it with no spectators in the stadium. Better? Right. right. Uh, no. It was just mm. like... It, it kind of... It, it, it. You saw the man behind the curtain. And without okay. the noise of the crowd and, you know, that sort of um, a group of humans generates a tremendous charge of psychokinetic energy, right? Without that, though, it was just like, I'm watching a load
1: of millionaires just running round. What am I doing? I'd watch that, right? If if they still played it like that they and did. I was the only person in the And stadium. you could, by the way, sorry to interrupt you, please hold the thought, <coughs>
0: on your Sky remote, right, <clears throat> you could add crowd noise and choose the crowd noise you wanted. No. No, because I. They even
1: the... put cardboard cutouts in stadiums of people. I, absolutely not. You see, they've no. ruined it. What you've got here is you've got they've something that's perfectly lovely. You've got, right, we're going to play football, if you must. We're going to play it without a crowd. Okay. I would willingly have gone to a match and been the only person watching it. No, but it, it, well, it's, it's a, it's a Tranmere. You're running around the corner. Tranmere? Yes, Tranmere Rovers.
0: It's it's around the corner from you, and if you went there, you would be the only person there, so
1: that'd be all right. But you're forgetting, I literally don't know where I live. I know where the city is that way, and I don't know what's over there. Well, the I next time
0: Malk's round to
1: fill yeah, that hole, hole, because there's no way
0: you're going down Poundland for a tub of ready-mixed filler, is there? I don't understand
1: any of that, so Of no. course
0: you don't. So Malk's coming back to fill that hole, right? Oh. Another 70 quid, another Chopin interruption... Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So when Mount comes back, ask him where Tranmere Rovers ground is.
1: But I'm not interested. You just said you wanted to go and stand alone at a football match during the lockdown when it was fun. If ah. I'd have had that extra bit of knowing, uh, you can I'm here. We're having a private audience. Bit like oh. when I go to the cinema. I I'll go to the cinema. When a film is about to come off, ideally the last showing, because you'll be the only person in the cinema. I I hate going to the cinema with other people. They distress me. They they make noise. They don't stop talking.
0: They eat. They eat. That, yes, they do. Non-appointed meal times and certainly
1: non-designated eating areas absolutely infuriates me so I will only yes. go I mean so therefore it's a bit same reason theater I don't want to, you know other people around me reacting I'll watch it my, yes. myself and that's your lot but uh, no
0: I don't know no, no, no I'm not I don't doing like the it. cinema either I mean this week I've been wrestling and I did mention it to you with going to see the Daleks double bill mm, mm. but one knows that
1: there'll be people there well this is making me a bit worry Yeah. There will be people there. there will and they be. might talk. They might talk to you. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, I never considered that. They might talk to you and ask you about the film, and it's got nothing to do with them. Now that would upset me. It's not your film. It's not their film. Shut up. Exactly.
0: Okay? I think that you would be considered be antisocial, here. you know. I don't care. I
1: don't care.
0: You're watching because... the Blu-ray, aren't you? Let's be honest. I'll go. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be the Blu-ray. Probably Eater. is, yeah, because because you know I can watch that and I can make sure you know, I'm not going to be interrupted by people laughing at the bit they think's funny because Roy Castle falls over. Yes, Fucking rubbish. No, but no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. So anyway, you need to just
0: pay the tax and suck it up, as the Americans say. Oh, that sounds dirty as well, but right, well, yes, yes, yes. But um, unless you're willing to really put the hard yards in and learn how to speak bloke, you're going to continue to be taxed. I'm happy with the taxed. tax. I think that I can
1: categorically say I am not going to do that.
0: No. Ever. Life is too short. As I discovered during lockdown, it's like, why am I watching this? It's just like, the emperor wears no clothes. It was one of those moments. And even though Liverpool won the f- league for the first time in Premier League history, I didn't even watch it. Because they won it in an empty stadium. Now, I can see that you would thinking uh, this would be a, a sort of interesting exercise in art or
1: um, it would be a quite was, absurdist piece of theatre I was thinking about the ATV logo for a minute I think it's a default thing my brain does if somebody starts talking about football I have to battle against a, a lovely old bit of tape and the zoom 2 ident which just filters things out for me it's just the primary colours and it blocks out the footballing it's horrendous, cricket I'll watch
0: but them accepting a trophy and acting as though 60,000 people were watching them
1: was a piece of theatre of the absurd. It was it was absolutely ridiculous. Once again, had I been the only person in the stadium they were doing it, and I was watching it with a look of... Oh yeah, well done. Slow yeah, well done. Bit like when you watch a play and it's like that was good, yeah, well done. It would be that sort of a reaction whilst they were cheering. You that are would... that
0: most intriguing of creatures. You're a drama teacher who doesn't like theatre.
1: Oh, I can't be doing with this. No. Plays are too long. Well, yours just... are well, yes, yeah, but that's different. I mean, mine are an appreciation of an ancient text, so they're going to be about three and a half hours. Yeah. I don't want an hour and a half of people talking about the Dockers or something, unless there's a friggin' long break in it. I don't want that. I'm not interested. Oh, our grand's dead. I don't care. <laughs> I genuinely don't care. Sorry. That doesn't Mr. Carmichael
0: is available in the Liverpool area for theatre. <laughs>
1: <action. laughs> no, no, I can't. No, um, you've got that. You've got people. You've got people eating... You've got, uh, no, I can't do it. But you don't go and watch any Shakespeare either. Well, no, I can't do that, because what you get then, whenever you go and watch Shakespeare, is you'll always get, well, you'll always get two things, actually, right? You'll always get one person who sits there with the text reading along. Like, watch the play. Why are you doing that? Are you learning to read, you prick? I, I hate that. And I... Unless I'm on stage doing it, because I jump about the script all over the place. I have fun with it. And you can see them getting quite angry. I enjoy that moment. Or you get the people who laugh at the funny bits. But they only think they're funny because they heard someone else laugh when they went to the RSC. And you can hear the pause because they're not quite sure. So someone will say the line and there's a beat. And then you hear a (laughs) ha, 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 ha. No! I can't be doing with that either. Absolutely not. Well, maybe you should become a handyman the money's quite good isn't it from what i can see money's brilliant it's about 50 percent of my wages i think where you live because
0: there's plenty of ponzi artsy types yeah. you could be a sort of cultural attache a consultant whereby oh no 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 no, you need this room this color get rid of the alexa um you don't want to listen to the match in the bath uh here's the recipe for kedjorie uh, however, small jars are available on our website at a very reasonable thirty-five pounds, mm. plus fat. Yes. Um, and then there'd be a sort of section on the the Strong Arm uh, Cultural Consultant website whereby you could um, uh, browse um, a list of vinyl culled from the the finest charity shops in the area. Uh, of Aww. course, there would be a fee with the finder's fee. You'll find us, Fee, naturally. Yeah. So All the business this would involve perfect. you wandering around charity shops, sourcing vinyl. Do you remember that sketch on Harry Enfield's show with Harry and Paul, the I Saw You Coming?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <Yes>. Brilliant, that. <laughs> I
0: love how he's talking at them.
1: Yes. It's just Wonderful. the honesty of it, isn't it? I think that's exactly the sort of thing that's needed here. I think Something like that.
0: Set it up. But you won't, because it means people. Now, Malk can take people.
1: Malk can't
0: make Kedgeri. He can't? No. That could be his little side smash though, you could
1: supply it. He wouldn't know how to keep it, he wouldn't know what to do with this. He'd be confused. Then we need we need strong arm creative consultants. Can you could have one of the big long
0: cigarette up? holders and go round there and just flounce. That's going to to
1: I'm failing to see a downside to this now. You have to meet people. You can't do it on Zoom. But I can do it. um, I could do it in character. You could. It would be an acting job. Ah. The beret
0: at a jaunty angle. The cigarette holder. Yeah. Cape. Cape. Love a cape. People would pay just to have you in the house. Oh, this is quite tempting now, actually. I'm
1: telling you, mate, it's a winner. I might go for that, seeing as we've only got another month off work, which is disgraceful. But uh, yeah. It is disgraceful. I demand oh, no. two months. Oh, at least. at least.
0: And I'm sure our viewers week. will agree that hmm. uh, teachers work so hard, we deserve, firstly, two glasses of juice, mm. and secondly, two months off. I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. Hardly I think so. that
1: much to ask for.
0: Well, you could set up uh, the
1: creative consultancy in a month. You could, couldn't you? Oh. It wouldn't take that long to have a creative consultancy, no more than no. a couple of months. Oh, I no. like this idea. Yes. And I'm yes. sure the boys and girls at home like it too. Well, if you wish to uh, book me on this service, you can contact me on Twitter at um, pcarmichaelvo. That's when you're not looking at at nice things show. Of course. Or at Michael Livesley. We're all there. Oh, they don't want to look there. There's nothing there it's just um
0: yeah I, I find twitter a sort of i can't be arsed with it it's sort of there are ways and means that you can get lots of traction on there but i don't you? want to play the game i don't want to follow trends i i feel dirty putting a hashtag in oh I, i'm not very good at that sort of thing i'm i'm getting a bit bored of it now did you know that only 20 percent of the population
1: are on social media Well, now, this is the thing, isn't it? And yet, it's being allowed to govern so much. Hmm. Just that little thing of people shouting about something to do with Doctor Who or something on Twitter. And suddenly that's shaping how we look at the whole sort of subsecture You know, it's it's bollocks. It is bollocks. Ultimately, it's going to be people like me who are just bored having a shout. Have you had any good shouts this week at people? No. Ooh. no not at all I haven't no I've 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 napped a lot I've bought new glasses I've drunk a lot of juice that's your lot I can't be asked with Twitter at the moment Malk thinks you've drunk a lot of juice
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you ask he me he, he does. does he does yeah. he does we'll and be and back he'll be filming walling yeah he'll be back he'll be back Didn't you didn't Christ. you have a man round to nail a piece of
1: wood on the other day on, onto the pergola. How yeah. much was that? Pergola. I don't know, 50 quid or something. Like 50 that. quid! Something like, I don't know, something like that. He was out there for a while. I didn't, look at, I didn't watch him working because, you know, that might startle him like an animal. So I let him get on with it and I heard some yes. hammering and then he came in, you know, 50 quid,
0: and he's nailed a piece of wood to it. Well, that is a good point because when I'm ever in a garage or one of these places with the car, I always say, um... I'll wait outside because I hate people watching me when I'm working. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I don't mind. You can stay in here. It's like, ah, shit. Why didn't I just walk? A man would have just strode outside purposefully.
1: Oh, my God. He wouldn't have
0: said. But we feel because we're polite. Well, I do, anyway, because I'm polite. It's like I'll have to tell you I'm going to leave you to get on with this thing I'm paying you for.
1: Why would the man want you to stay and watch him? Just to chat.
0: Yeah. This is it.
1: Uh, oh so I've got to watch him do things yes. and talk to him. You
0: gave me a great get out though, because I sent you photographs of the garage environ last time I was there, and you said it would make a good film set. So we discussed that. Oh okay, that's good. Whilst he did my tracking, we discussed that.
1: It was like and we're it was like being...
0: VHS tracking, are we? Oh no 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 no. It was like being in an episode of Bullman.
1: Oh, okay. I you could know. play that role. Yeah, yeah, I was in Bowman. Oh, okay. I could be the sort of Ian Cuthbertson character who pops in. You could, you could sort of own the lot. Oh, I like that idea, yeah. Well, I
0: was someone who was getting a car ready for an uh, escaped criminal. And in my head, he was changing the number plates on it and spraying it. Uh, okay. Do you get what I mean?
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't want to watch that because then you could be done for being an accessory or something.
0: Exactly, but of fair course enough. Bullman would pop by on the off chance. Mm. Oh, I can smell paint, mm. and then he'd come in and it'd be like that. He, would sort of seem in those leather, that leather gloved hand of Don Henderson would go around the neck, and he's like, "My key, oh. ah,
1: Mr. Bullman." To what be what fair, because Don Henderson, Don <laughs> Henderson was terrifying. Oh, aye. As Kinley said, it was all that dope he smoked. Mm. But it didn't really make him seem less cross. No. May... I can't think of many people when I was growing up who, when they were on television, used to genuinely upset me because I thought he'd hurt me. But the thing is,
0: Bullman in Bullman is not Bullman in Strangers or the XYY man. He's a very different man. Mm. He's very mellow, isn't he? Do you remember he wears that Shakespeare T-shirt?
1: Yes, yeah. <clears throat> And the titles it's... are sort of him brushing his teeth and getting ready to go out. Hmm. No, it's a bit it's... interesting that one. It's it's yeah. odd that, isn't it? There's sort of the huge changes of character. I like him when he does five episodes of Crossroads for no readily apparent reason in the mid seventies, playing a private detective. But he keeps the voice, of course. He's got the Don oh, Henderson voice. In the reception, and it's just, then you've got scenes with him and Ronnie Allen, and you can it's just like a Benson and Hedges shouting match oh between aye. two people croaking at each other. Has Lovely. he got
0: the 70s fringe in that, or has he started yes. combing it?
1: That's a strange fringe he's got there, eh? That is, it's not quite a bold cut, is it? Because it's too no, it's, it's up here, it's severe, yeah. It's yeah, a, I thought
0: it was, I think it's potentially he was balding, so he started okay. combing it forward. Because right. he's in it as well. He's got a sort of. Who's the blonde fella who's in Strange as his sidekick? He's got a sort of similar 70s hairdo, hasn't he? It yeah, looks baked. Yeah. Mm. Looks like a, a sort of piece of uh, baked bread. Yes. And Henderson was baked in another way altogether.
1: Completely different way.
0: I like Strangers.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I like Don Henderson. Mm. I like Shirley Stelfox, his wife. Oh yes. You see, we had this familial feel back then that we've lost. We have, we have yes. rather. It's maybe, shame, m- maybe Malk can fill the hole in our uh, cultural. No, no, I'm no. not
1: having Malk fill my hole. I'm no, no. That. no, he thinks you'd want that. He does think he'd want that. I might he get does. some. I might just get some plasterboard, oh. and do it myself. What you could do,
0: depending on the whole, is just shove a bit of newspaper in there and cover it in polyfiller. let it set and have a 3am psychotic sanding episode like Mother.
1: I think that sounds better than my yes. previous idea because I don't know what that thing is.
0: So yes, I think we'll probably go with that, dear. Right, and I think yeah. on those sanding thoughts and the thoughts of Don Henderson's hairdo, uh, we shall say goodbye to you all at home and uh, we hope you enjoyed whatever that was. And until the next time, goodbye. Nice Things, the Antidote to Modern Living, was presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Nice Things.